Thank you for joining us today. I'm Michael Anderson. We've got a great program for you today. We're going to be talking about KidStream. KidStream, a wonderful place for kids to go and learn about so many wonderful things. We're going to learn more about what that is, the stream in KidStream. We have Michael Shanklin on the program. He's the executive director there, and he has a great history in discovery with children and museum and wonderful things that are going to be happening right here in Ventura County. Michael, it's a treat to have you on the program. Thank you for well, joining us today. Yeah, well, thank you for having me on the show. So excited to uh, to visit with you and just to get to know this community better and uh, couldn't be more thrilled with uh, with the new opportunity. They're doing so many great things. I'll tell you, I first heard of KidStream from, uh, from Dina from Cal Lutheran University. She shared mm -hmm. uh, the wonderful things that uh, the team at KidStream is putting together, and this was two years ago. It started small, but it's it's really grown well as they've put so much time and energy into it. And now people are starting to see the vision that has been in, working in place for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, the, the irony is that I uh, so I've been involved with the project uh, off and on for about three years now, and I actually spoke to the uh, Camarillo City Council about three years ago in support of this project when I was uh, running Kidspace Children's Museum over in Pasadena because I just I recognize that this community is a prime area for a high quality children's museum. So uh, I, you know, just it, it coming full circle now, I'm the, the founding executive director and couldn't be more thrilled to be part of the project. That is, um, that is such a neat, I, I wanna hear more about your background. And, and I love the idea that you mentioned the demographics because you know, I'm born and raised right here in Ventura and it's a beautiful place. And I've been so thrilled that um, a period of years ago in Santa Barbara, they opened the Moxie. Mm -hmm. And I've also been to San Luis Obispo with my children where they have a nice kids museum there. And I don't know how long that's been there. I'm sure you do. But yeah. this idea of having museums for kids that are geared for the way that kids learn and play. And I, I think it's fascinating. Can you highlight some of those demographics more in, in terms of where the museums are and, and how they are put together and what some of the thinking is behind them? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I've been very privileged and fortunate in my career to work uh, with a number of different children's museums across the country. Uh, had the privilege of serving on the board of directors for the Association of Children's Museums in, in D.C. And, and, you know, there, there, are, uh, there are roughly 350 plus children's museums uh, functioning right now across the nation. There's probably another 100, 125 that are referred to as emerging, so they're not, they don't have, a, you know, a functioning operating museum, and I would, I would put that, you know, KidStream is, is certainly in that uh, category for now. We have great plans to move into a functional museum, but, uh, you know, children's museums are these amazing places of learning, and, and what I love so much about what what I do for a living is that, you know, I literally get to see that, you know, that, um, that spark of curiosity in a child. And, and when they, when they learn something or they discover something for the first time, you know, it, it really is an exceptional moment. And, uh, we provide all kinds of different learning opportunities that appeal to the different learning styles. So, you know, some of us are kinesthetic learners. We, we learn by doing others are auditory. Some have inter 
personal um, intelligence, uh, someone like maybe a, a John Muir, uh, you know, the naturalist, uh, learned through the, the nature and through the world. So, you know, that's the privilege that we have as educators within the children's museum sector to introduce kids to all those different types of learning opportunities. And then, you know, kids will invariably uh, kind of vote with their feet, so to speak. So they'll go to exhibits that really mean something to them and engage them in meaningful ways. Um, and when you see that, you know, I kind of refer to that as free range learning. They'll uh, they'll just naturally gravitate to those things that interest them the most. So it's a it's a pretty cool uh, it's a pretty cool from a, from a profession. It's a pretty amazing profession to have and a, a great opportunity as an educator to to inspire kids on a daily basis. It really is. It's it's an amazing thing that you guys are doing. It, it, to, to see kids, I mean, I have young kids, and I remember even in my 20s, though, before I had kids, going to the Exploratorium in San mm. Francisco. Yep. And I was just amazed that there was this building that you could play with stuff. And as you're playing, it didn't take long to realize that you're also learning. And, and yep. you see things that you know you may have read about in textbooks, but now you're playing with these things that are describing it's, it's a total different way of experiencing something. Oh, yeah, so for neat. sure. Yeah, for sure. And the Exploratorium is probably one of the most well-respected science centers, you know, I would say in the world. Um, they were certainly the the forerunners of the hands-on education movement um, in, in terms of, you know, bringing together museum experiences. And uh, I've, I've been to the Exploratorium as well, uh, both the old location and the new, on, new location on the pier. And they, they do have exhibits that uh, I don't even under, I mean, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a reasonably well-educated person, but they have some exhibits there that I don't even really know how it works, but that's the beauty of, of their, you know, when, when you find something that sparks that curiosity and you want to learn more and you want to engage in it. So it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a great process uh, and a, a great privilege to bring this to, you know, Ventura County and the surrounding areas. Yeah, you touch on something I think so important, and I want to I want to get into the specifics to Kidstream in Camarillo for Ventura County. But you touch on something so important, you know, at kids. How do you learn what you like? I mean, how do you learn what you uh, really enjoy and what you're good at? And and it's it's something that I mean, I remember being again in my young 30s and realizing, oh, I do like this stuff. I I, I always thought I liked it, but I never knew I liked it because I never had exposure. So mm-hmm. that idea of giving kids hands-on experience to different things and different ways of learning some of these science things, um, I just think is so beautiful because they may learn at an earlier point in their life that they're good at something or that they yeah. like something that they've had very little exposure to. And For so, sure. so that concept I think is so great. What, when you, we, we, it's kids stream. What, what is stream for people that don't know? Yeah, so, you know, the, the stream, and it's, there are so many beautiful analogies with that term stream. So in, in, in our realm, the stream stands for science, uh, technology, reading, engineering, arts, and math. And, and the concept there is that, you know, it's, it's multidisciplinary, obviously, um, but, but, you know, we, we do not go to work and, 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 you know, have uh, reading for an hour in the morning and then move into, you know, technology and then go into art. And, you know, it's all, t- it's all interspersed together. And so for us to be able to take that stream of learning and, uh, and really uh, help show the interconnectivity of some of those topics, uh, I think is a, is a, a tremendous 
opportunities. So for example, you know, really amazing engineers, you know, they have to be creative because they, they have to look at solutions to problems. Uh, and, and, you know, historically speaking, you look at someone like, um, you know, an Einstein, who is arguably one of the most amazing scientific minds uh, ever. And, you know, Einstein uh, loved to play the violin. And, and what I believe, and I, I think there's some, uh, you know, some really cool instances of this throughout, uh, you know, different scientists, you know, they, they think about these challenges and these problems and how to solve these scientific problems. Uh, and, and, it, and it's a very, um, you know, analytic approach but then I love it when they, they do something like play the violin because it, what, I think what that does is it creates a creative space in the brain where, where the creative side of the brain can kind of work on some of those analytic things and, and, and come to amazing solutions. Uh, there, there's a, a really cool documentary and the name of the documentary escapes me, but it's about a, a, a gentleman who is an immunologist who is looking for the cure for cancer. And, and by day, he's this amazingly well-educated and, and highly successful immunologist, um, you know, and dealing with some really amazing things like, you know, uh, the, the connectors and receptors of proteins. But by night, he's a blues uh, harp, uh, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? Not harpist, but, uh, uh, oh my gosh, um, uh, he plays the um, harmonica. There we go. The harmonica. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. I guess it's a harp in some ways. But you know, he 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 does that by night because I I think it just it's a release for him and it allows his brain to kind of attack the analytical side uh, from a route of creativity. So so all that said, you know, that stream is really uh, introducing kids to a number of different topics in in a way that may not be able to be approached from a a traditional formal educational setting. And, uh, you know, again, you know, topics, there are certain topics that are like mega concepts that kids absolutely, you know, adore, uh, some to different degrees. Dinosaurs uh, is one of those, space is often another one of those. Uh, a lot of kids as they're growing up love art until someone tells them that that stick figure does not look like a human being. And they're like, oh, I must not be an artist now. Um, and, and so, you know, it, it's really about giving them opportunities to, uh, to ex have exposure to those topics in a fun, creative, uh, exciting, engaging way, and then allowing them to pursue their own interests through, um, through hands-on learning and, and activities with both programs and exhibits. Oh, I think that's phenomenal. I think you make so many good points there. Just the counterbalance of using one side of your brain and then maybe enjoying another side of your brain as well. Um, and just the way that you work or think and and you can be good at multiple different areas or you could not like certain mm -hmm. areas and uh, but but it's neat to give the experience and the exposure to children um, and, and, and in some ways I think that is that is just so neat with what you're doing there tell us about Kidstream so Currently, it's not a facility that is open like 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., but you do many events. Tell us about those events and where you're going. Yeah, so the, you know, the organization was incorporated uh, a little over three years ago, and uh, from that point in time, you know, all-volunteer organization, uh, you know, the, the board was really committed to doing uh, events throughout the community. So outreach events, they would be at, you know, Wings Over Camarillo or, 
you know, at, at the science fair, um, you know, and, and what it ended up doing was that they, they built up a following and, and over the last, uh, I'd say over the last three years, the organization has served over 33,000 kids in three years, which is pretty phenomenal given they don't even have a, a brick and mortar building where they operate out of. So, uh, the, you know, the, the museum is currently, um, in discussion with the city of Camarillo, we have a very small activation in the old library right off of Ponderosa uh, at the park. And that, that little activation is about 2,500 square feet. We, we do have a mini museum in that location and we call it the vision room. And we, what we do there is we, we have different programs that we do. Um, we just wrapped up a eight week series um, called uh, Let's Explore, and that's um, where kids were introduced to different topics each week, and they'd come in and they'd play, and they'd learn a little bit about dental hygiene or about construction or, you know, reading. So uh, that series just wrapped up, and we're currently working on plans to, um, to try to create a, a, a operational functioning museum in the near future. I, I say near because there's a couple of key things we have to put in place and, and uh, finalize before we can uh, settle on a date, but you know the, the the goal is for us to take that vision room of 2,500 square feet and expand it to roughly 11,000 square feet of of really engaging, meaningful, uh, and fun learning learning space where where kids and their adults are invited to come in and, and explore and uh, you know and, and and so that we can be part of that process to spark curiosity. Wow, that that really is remarkable. And when we think of the community, what what is a way that people listening that have grandchildren or children are saying, this is great, and I want to be supportive of this? How can they get engaged with what you're doing? Sure. So I, I'd say there are three ways. Uh, and, you know, and anyone can pick one of the three people do all three. Uh, number one is, uh, you know, tell everyone you meet about the, the organization Kidstream and our um, goal and desire to, to serve the children and, and the entire, you know, families of, of the greater uh, Ventura area. Um, number two is we, we're always looking for volunteers. Now, we, uh, we, we do look for volunteers who, who can spend some time uh, you know, and really engage. Uh, we we look at uh, folks who uh, a lot of times are former teachers who understand pedagogy. Um, we certainly don't limit it to that. You know, we, we also look at doing background checks for kids' safety to make sure that we've got some really good, safe, you know, folks working with kids. And then number three is, uh, you know, to to make some sort of a, a show of support for the museum. Uh, and a lot of times, uh, the best way right now for that is, is a financial contribution. So you can get on our website, kidstream.org, and, uh, and certainly donate from there. We, uh, you know, what we do does, is not free. We, um, you know, we're, and what I mean by that is it, it obviously costs us money to create these kinds of experiences. So we're currently in a capital campaign to raise funds to be able to go operational. And, um, you know, uh, the penny matters. Uh, we, we, we take gifts as small as, you know, a, a penny and as large as, you know, millions of dollars. So uh, anyone who has interest, you know, I, I'd be honored to, 
to visit with him and personally uh, share our vision for the future. But, you know, our website's a great resource. You can get a, a real feel for what the organization is looking for. I, I think we, we've even got some of the renderings uh, of our schematic exhibit designs of what, what the future museum could look like uh, once we secure some of those key funding uh, goals. Our feature interview today was with Michael Shanklin, and he is the executive director for Kidstream, Ventura County's Children Museum. We encourage you to get more information at kidstream.org. Michael, thank you for your time today. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Mm -hmm.